Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Cole. Hello. And Mama Kay. Hello. Cole is all recovered from our last episode. And tonight we are reviewing <laughs> The Farewell. The Farewell is a movie that came out last year. Uh, we never did it. I don't know why we didn't do it, because we usually do theater stuff. We should have. Uh, it was in theaters for a couple of weeks. Nicole and I actually saw it in theaters when it first came out. Um, okay, had you seen this before? Uh, I have, but I don't know that it came out up here in theaters. It might have come to one of our little independent theaters that I missed. Um, but I saw it on an airplane. So, yeah. Oh, I wonder if any scenes are missing. This isn't really like a movie where you would cut any scenes, I don't think. But No, do I don't think so. Uh, so, we've all seen it once before. Interesting. I, I didn't know... You had seen it before, I did have but... a nap in the middle the first time I watched it because I was on a plane. You, you but, usually uh... do. 45 minutes hit yeah. <laughs> and you just fall asleep for a half hour. For it was reason. a really short one, though. I wasn't sure how long the nap was, honestly, until I watched it this time. And I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't. Oh, I thought you meant I the really movie. I'm like, anything. yeah, the movie's like an hour 40. It's not that long. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just napped through the whole thing. The Farewell. <laughs> a Chinese family discovers their grandmother has only a short while left to live and decide to keep her in the dark, scheduling a wedding to gather before she dies. Uh, so this is starring Aquafina, who is a mostly comedic actress and rapper, and she has her dramatic turn in here. She won Golden Globe for it, uh, mm. not nominated for an Oscar for some reason, don't know why, baffling uh but yeah. if you have not seen the farewell uh it is a drama film on i saw we saw it on prime is, is it on it might be on hulu too but i know it's definitely on prime so if you have any interest before we spoil it that's where you find it and we're gonna spoil it now we rate things here at films with women in my life based on four criteria and those are the plot the characters the visual and sound and the overall resonance and feel of the movie uh, aspiring Chinese-American writer Billy, that is Aquafina, uh, she has a close relationship with her Nainai, that is her grandmother, her paternal grandmother. Uh, and Nene. She, sorry, Nene. I thought she says... Okay, we don't have to do it already. Uh, Nene, and she... <laughs> uh, Aquafina lives in New York, uh, with not with her parents, but her parents also live there. Uh, she has her own apartment uh, that she struggles to pay for. And uh, her grandmother lives in China with her sister and their friend that lives in with them. This this old guy who just kind of putters around. They got a nurse. Uh, and she, early on in the movie, receives a rejection letter for a Guggenheim Fellowship. Uh, and then pretty quickly after is told by her parents, who tried to keep it from her, but reluctantly tell her that their grandmother is diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. And she only has a few months left to live. Uh, so they are going to go to China, just the parents, to uh, stage a wedding with one of the cousins that lives in Japan. Uh, and he, <laughs> he's going to marry this girl he's known for a couple months, it looks like, or it sounds like. And the whole family's going to sure get together. Oh, the whole family's going to get together under the guise of this wedding, uh, all while it's really uh, just to uh, see Nene one one more time before she dies. But they're not going to tell Nene, because that's not what you do in in the Chinese culture, I guess. Uh, and Aquafina is originally not invited, but she goes anyway, because uh, she's very close and she doesn't think they should keep it from her. Uh, so then the whole movie is this family reunion, basically, uh, in China, and uh, they're hanging out with Nai- uh, Nene and also leading up to the wedding of the cousin and this Japanese girl who doesn't seem to really understand what's going on. So that is the general <laughs> plot of The Farewell. Nicole, we'll start with you tonight. What do you think of the plot? I really like the plot of this. I think it's a very interesting story. Um, I did not know this about Chinese culture and how they keep something like this from the person that's ill, you know, to as to not discourage them in their final stages of life. I think that that's very interesting. I don't quite know how I feel about it on an ethical level, but I don't think that you really need to care about that when you're watching this obviously there's nothing you can do <laughs> except mm-hmm. watch what these people are are actually you know living with dealing with so i i do respect the whole plot of the of the movie i think it's very interesting to watch this family try to keep this secret and at the same time 
seeing Billy's reaction to it, she's grown up in the United States and obviously has a different outlook on how they should handle this. So to see the two cultures clash, you know, in terms of, of ethics and, and family life and respect, it's very interesting to see. I like the idea of how they had Billy come over and kind of surprise everyone because obviously she wasn't invited, which I was really hurt by um, because, you know, I think both cultures are very close to their grandparents. um, Mm -hmm. So to be told that you can't go see them when they're about to die is really upsetting. Um, But the fact that she took it upon herself to go do it anyway, just really shows the compassion and the love that they have together, which I can feel on a personal level because I felt that way with my grandparents. So it's also interesting just to see, you know, everybody is in China at this time for this wedding, but most of the movie we're getting is dialogue between Billy and the grandmom. And I think that that's very interesting, an interesting choice to do it that way. No, like obviously the most important part of this is to see the relationship and potentially ending, you know, between Billy and her grandmom. And that's obviously not what they're there for, but that seems to be what um, the grandmom cares about the most. So I am going to give the plot of this a four because I, I really like it and I really like cultural movies. It seems pretty accurate to me. I'm not well versed in Chinese culture, but I can imagine that this is pretty much how many families deal with something like this. What do you think, Moke? I think you're right. I think it might be Nai Nai. I, I thought nine it was nine eye. Yeah, I think it. I think it is nine eye. I think you're right. I think I, for some reason, I, I don't know, twisted it in my head, but um, because I was reading it, much like a lot of people were would be reading it, because it a lot of it is in Chinese, some of it is, is in English, uh, some of it's a mix. There's some, some Japanese, Japanese in, there. in there too. I yeah, I I feel a lot of the the same way that Nicole does about the plot of this movie. That it's a really, I think it's a really interesting peek into into Chinese culture. I've known a lot of different um, ethnicities in my life, and I didn't know that this would be something that seems prevalent. And and the way that they're doing it by you know the auntie saying that the grandmother did it for her husband, and that it's just sort of it that it really does appear to be like you know, a cultural thing. And it's really nice to have to get that introduction for it. And I think that's what makes this movie different is that you, you are learning that and that you have to, um, that you have to buy into that. And you have to be the person who's, you know, thinking about all of the different because every different character is sort is sort of handling, handling, hand handling the, um, <laughs> the situation differently. So, so um, but I think it's because it, it could be a really it, it's a very it's a simple story of, you know, going home. Basically, that's the story, uh, what that means. And the the twist on it, though, by us having to think about culturally, I did. Uh, Nicole was saying that, you know, she, that you don't really have to think about, you know, what this means. And, and as far as like your own personal thoughts toward whether you should keep something like that. Um, what did they call it? A nice lie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's how they refer to it. Yeah, it's like, well, and yeah, that seems a lot sort of like a communist kind of thought is that <laughs> it's okay to lie as long as it's a nice lie, you know, so to keep people, you know, where, where they where we need them to be. Oh, uh, <laughs> so she's not lying. <laughs> she but, well, she's lying about other things. But. but she did. She lied to her husband before. So, I mean, payback's a bitch, right? Lie, lie, nine, nine, whatever. Um, yeah. No, but I think that I did think about those kind of things. And I think and I and, you know, as Western culture here, you would think that this is abominable. You wouldn't want to do this. But then, you know, when when it comes down to it, really, if you're not if there's no more treatment, what is what is what is the point? You know, what is you know, it's it's really kind of a it, it is a bit of a moral dilemma. Um, and I don't judge them for what they did. I just think it's a really interesting thing to think about. Um and so for a movie to have such a simple plot and such a sort of simple road to go down to have that is really intriguing. Uh, and that's why I love the plot. I'm going to also give the plot a four. 
the first time I see it, it's, you know, obviously a family story, a relationship story, a going home story. And then the second time you watch it, I, you, I, or me personally, I realize just how much the lying and deceit and putting on airs and, uh, you know, your appearance to the world or others, how important all that is. Like the, the lying is done by everyone in different levels of compounding. The big lie is obviously that they don't tell uh, Nai Nai she's dying, and they're going to put on they're going to put on a whole wedding between these two right. people who barely know each other. That's like the plot right. plot of the movie. Like the actual like scene to scene movements is all about that. Then there's just tons of other like little lying sprinkled out. Like uh, oh, they've only been together a few months. Well, we'll say six months. Why not a year? You know what? Yeah, that sounds better. A year okay. sounds better. All kinds of like that that kind of stuff. You know, we find out uh, uh, Nai Nai was lying about the cancer to her own husband beforehand, um, which, you know, and then a lot of it is uh, Aquafina's character, Billy, struggling with this type of being where they're extremely dishonest with the world and each other. She her one of her big breakdowns is that they her parents didn't even tell her that her her grandfather was sick. Well, I don't remember what they what their um what their word is for grandfather. Yeah, but you can tell that this is just the way that in this culture act with each other as to not hurt anyone's feelings because she's right. been lying to her parents this whole time, saying she's fine financially. Right. She yes. hasn't heard from the museum yet. Um, the father is he lies because he says he hasn't been drinking. It's right. just like or smoking. Or smoking. Exactly. Yeah. It's it all, all the way down. down. And it's all the way down to like little tiny culture moments that don't even have anything to do with the family. Like when they go to the cemetery and they talk about the fake criers at the funeral, people will hire people yes. to go cry. Yes. Like the mom so badly doesn't want to show her own emotions. They'll hire people to fake the emotions. That's the proper way to do it. Right. Like it's so, it's so, and, and then by the end of the movie, we see their, I don't know if it's like the result of, or if what it's saying per se about, is it okay to just lie and put on airs? Is it are nice lies actually a good thing? Are we are is the Western way not the necessarily right. the best way? Because it would be completely illegal and immoral and unethical in <laughs> the U.S. to not tell a patient that they're dying of a terminal illness, and it would right because the doctors are even lying. I mean, the right. fact that in the beginning yeah. you don't know that you know you think it's just the people that are helping along that are not telling her. <laughs> yeah, the benign shadow. But then the doc when the doctor comes in and he also like freely lies and and says this is what you do kind of thing. It was just like what? <laughs> it's an interesting take because you know movies never usually dishonesty not portrayed well, but in this the the nice lie is actually kind of a positive thing for for many in many instances of the movie there and the conflict is with billy's character the what what is the right. is nice lying okay she does her own lying so that's what the 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 behind the scenes plot ends up unfolding to me the second time watching paying attention more to all the background stuff cuz first time i'm just really liking aquina's performance so i'm also at a 4 for the plot mm -hmm. I th uh, yeah, I'm at a four. I'm not quite at a four or five because it doesn't. It's not like explosive. It's not uh, uh, all super complex, but uh, it gets at little cultural things that I, I don't see in other movies very often. So uh, the characters, though, other than Billy, we have the family. We have Billy's mom and dad, Nai uh, Nai, Nai Nai's younger sister, the guy who putter, putters around in their house. I don't even remember his name. Mister Lee. Mister Lee. Yeah, Mr. he's Lee. just hanging out there. Not really sure what. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> Mister Lee's got some. <laughs> fucking funny moments uh then uh then we've got uh the uncle and the aunt and then the cousin and the cousin's uh i guess fiance uh and is that i think that's everyone in the family right uh there's another well, there's bow there's don't forget the, little bow son yeah. yeah oh yeah there's the, the little bow guy the one yeah. that takes them to the spa <laughs> Yeah, uh, and a couple of doctor <laughs> characters in there, but it's mostly it's mostly Billy, Nai Nai, and then the other family members to you know certain extents, depending on the character. Uh, Mama K, what do you think of these characters? I think that they are all so trippy and necessary for this movie. Every I, I when I watched it the second time, I was you know more drawn to what was going on with them because they're really you know even though I was like Mr. Lee, what was his deal but <laughs> there are no throwaway characters in this you know I, I would think of him as like a, in any other movie I'd be like oh he's kind of a throwaway character but he's not in this movie and I can't for him I can't tell you why he's not because there is no reason for him to be an actual character but he is and he's like 
he make he he makes an impact. He's completely mute the whole time. That's we he doesn't almost say a word. Almost fully deaf. Um, <laughs> yeah, he can barely walk. Fully deaf. He's <laughs> he's always puttering around. Yeah, so it's just it's it's really weird and interesting, and I don't know whether the the filmmaker. I mean, I know this is based on her own experiences and whether there was just a Mr. Lee in her, in her grandmother's life too. And that's why, you know, Oh, you got to make space for him. You got to make space for Mr. Lee. Um, but I, I just really thought that the characters are so for a movie that's so short and there's a lot of care, a lot of supporting characters, they don't all get equal time, but there's a lot of them. I think you really get a nice big fleshed out picture of all of these people, um, including the sister, the grandmother's sister that we don't really touch on very much. I mean, we touch, you know, she's the one in the very beginning who we find out is sort of the first one we know that's telling the lie. Um, I'm assuming that they're all in on it by that point, but she's the first one who's telling the lie to the grandmother. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like her, her thing the whole time. And then toward the end, we get this little, I don't know, two minute snippet into her life that she's been spending her whole life taking care of her sister. And she has a husband that lives, I don't know, oodles of miles away that she hasn't seen in forever. (laughs) She's like, "Eh, maybe I'll see him eventually. Like, it's been really hard. And then that's that's kind of where she leaves it. (laughs) Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I need a sequel for Auntie. You know, I need to know what's going on. I I like her too. Yeah. And I just think it's really, and that's just, I think, one other cultural piece that, um, that they put in that this is going to be a shock for people of Western culture. You, you know, people don't do that. They don't, they don't put their chosen family above their, not their chosen family. They don't, they don't put their, their, you know, biological family that they're born into above their chosen family at that kind of an extreme, I don't think um, in most cases, but um, no. yeah, I liked her. Um, Aquafina was amazing. Her character, um, it was kind of, it was really hard because she had you know she was us in this movie and she was somber so much of the time but you could also see you know her personality come through that you knew that that wasn't exactly all that uh she was made up of and grandmother was she's exactly what i would think of as you know i mean your grandma's a little bit like that with sort of, you know, let me pinch your butt. Your butt is so round. You know, my grandmother? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like things that are like. For listeners, my grandmother is Japanese, so it's not, not Chinese, but also Asian. And yeah, also there, there Asian are some. And not there, the same. No, there are some similarities, are, though, Eastern versus Western. Yeah, and it's just sort of like you say one thing, and then in the next sentence you're going to say you're going to do something that totally negate it. It's like uh, like when she first sees her, she's like, "Your mother said you were thin, you know that you've lost weight, and you know clearly you're fat." (laughs) That's what she. (laughs) That's what I hear when she says that. But it's like okay, and I can see you know the same thing happens with the the older you know Japanese Asian people that I've known. It's been sort of like, oh, you know, here eat more. Also you're too fat. So it's like, <laughs> what, what are we doing? So I, and I liked, I liked her a lot. I liked their little scene together when they were doing Tai Chi or whatever. And she was like <laughs> telling her how to get rid of the bad stuff in her body. You know, we see her and she's clearly not well, but she's, you know, not succumbing to the illness because, because she doesn't know about it. I mean, it's really kind of strange. That's a good that's a good point to bring up. Perhaps when you get to a certain point of illness and you know about it, it becomes more, no, I mean, additional psychological um, havoc on your body. And to right. not have it, to not have that worry and, and all, you know, all the problems that come with it, maybe that's beneficial. I think it was right, and that's what one of the characters says. Yeah, she says, says it's that, not the illness; it's job. the fear of the illness that's that really yeah. ends, right. you, ends up taking you. Yeah, and the burden of the illness should be on us, not on the person who's actually sick. Right, you know, and you can see the burden of the illness. The way that um, they would all come back to the hotel at the end of the day, looking like they'd just been through a lawnmower, like you know, because they've been trying. All they've been doing all day is planning this wedding and. I feel terrible for these people who are getting married. I, I don't even know if they <laughs> barely even know each other. I have no idea. Um, they don't even look like they know what's just... going on the whole time. The girl, the girlfriend is so they lost. 
she's lost and you know the and the guys just can't hold it together at any given moment he's just sobbing all the time and they're like he's so happy to get married it's like okay <laughs> tears um, of joy <laughs> yeah yeah tears of tears of joy um her mother was annoying for me um but I think she was supposed to be, so that's okay. Um, and then the dad, there was a little, you know, the dad and the brother were kind of getting back together after not have, being seeing each other for so long. Uh, but one of the relationships I thought was very interesting was when they were around the table at like a rotating sushi restaurant or something. And they were talking about how how wonderful China is and how people are, you know, happy to be Chinese and, and the people who live in America are like, well, we're Americans. We mm -hmm. have American passports. And then there was this whole thing that went back and forth between the two women that was just like, I felt like I was watching like real housewives of Shanghai or something <laughs> because it was, it was bit, that was the only I mean, scene as much as there was... where it seems like the aunt got her play. Cause I would almost say the aunt's not super used, but that's, the, that's the stuff that, she gets used for yeah it was but did you like it did you like that scene oh i like i like all i like all you know i like dinner dinner scenes it's like a montage for me i'm always a sucker for people talking and like low-key arguing and simmering under the surface and seeing all the different characters including the ones that don't talk what they're all doing at the table dinner scenes are great always <laughs> but that's a good one mr lee um, so characters for me are key for this movie i think that that there's no argument there i'm i'm gonna give the characters a five what do you think, Nicole? I have so much to say that I'm, like, forgetting things I want to say. But one thing I do remember, you know, prominent in this is... How do I explain what I want to say? So, the family seems so nosy. And I don't know if it's, like... I, I don't mean to be disrespectful at all. I'm just saying I don't know if this is, like, a, like a Chinese people like to know things <laughs> about you what mean like gossipy yes like and i gossipy yes yeah. what i want to say is you know there's scenes in this that when something's happening the whole family stops and looks at what's going on for example when she's playing the piano they all stop and they stare at what she's doing and when there was another scene where that where that happened too at the same time when we go to when we get to the wedding there's parts where nobody's paying attention and it's such an interesting thing how they played that back and forth with, you know, these people are, are finally starting to realize like, this is the only time that they're going to have with the grandmom. We need to just focus on her and they're, they're not making a big scene about things anymore. And that, that's what I got out of it. And I just, I just like the transition throughout the movie of how they're so invested in uh, they're so invested in all, everyone keeping the secret. And once we get past that hurdle, now it's like, okay, we need to focus on grandma because this is the last time we're going to see her. So mm -hmm. it was just a shift in personality that I saw um, throughout the whole cast that was very interesting to that they did. The dynamic of grandma and Billy is my favorite thing in this because it really just reminds me of my grandma. And even the little mm -hmm. quirky things that she says to her with, you know, pinching her butt, and she goes, "Oh, you stupid girl!" You know, it's like stupid that's girl a term of endearment. Yeah. That's a term of endearment, <laughs> and I really like that. I really like that it was so lighthearted. After all these years, they still talked on the phone daily before she came over there to see her, and I just really appreciated how much um, care they put into the buildup of this relationship. And even throughout the movie, we just know it was killing billy to not say anything how can how can you not say something you know she's grown up in in american culture and tradition and still holds true to her chinese background you know she still respects her parents and doesn't say anything she respects her family she knows what the deal is and can't she say misses anything china so she, immensely too like she, there's plenty of parts yeah. where she talks about how like her early memories yeah. in china she she longs, longs for that Right. Yeah. I mean, I, th I think that she is torn in her mind and in her heart of what to do. But I think ultimately, we obviously see what decisions she makes, which is keep true to her, uh, her roots and what her family has requested of her. I actually really do like the Billy's parents, the mom and dad. I can see why the mom would be annoying, but I really like <laughs> the end where she her character breaks to become human. 
Um, you know, she kept up this strong mother female facade and she kept to her, to her roots of saying, no, you know, that's when we got the whole thing about the fake criers at the funerals and whatnot, because she Mm -hmm. was taught not to show her emotions. And at the end, when we see some emotion from her, that's like the the kicker. It's like, oh my God, like she's been, (laughs) how many times has she wanted to do this? And she never has, or how many times has she done this in private and will never say, you know, it's just, it's a heartbreaking thing to think about. And I, I really like the dad too, because he's just trying his hardest to keep the family all sane when they're there and trying not to say anything, but you know, it's killing him too. I think just really feel the family pack, like compassion for each other in this. And I really like that. I, I have nothing wrong, bad to say about any of these characters. The other ones, you know, I could talk about them too, but just as a whole, I think that the the whole family dynamic in this is so excellently made and it feels like a family you could be a part of no matter what background you have. Like, I just feel like I could be in this situation and have all these different opinions coming at me and this feeling of, of helplessness because I can't say what I want to, but I also respect all these people in the room. I'm going to give it a five also because we could just talk about the characters forever, but I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll try to mention ones we haven't talked about as much, because the ones that are great are, are great, and most of them are. Um, Billy, it, and, you know, Aquafina, I've only, before this, I think of Ocean's 8, which I don't really like that much. She's okay in it. And then Crazy Rich Asians, which is very good, and she's <laughs> hilarious in that, but she's always she's brilliant the super that. funny side character. And now she's a very somber lead, and she's also great at that, so... More, more Aquafina. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. all for it. She, she, or she's only, only been great at what she's trying to do, and this proves some range. Um, her parents, I, I like uh, side characters. Uh, we haven't talked about the uncle at all, and how he's super. He's like a. He comes off as like a huckster like to me. I like him too. I think he's really. He's low key really funny. Uh, his repetitive. We can't yeah. say anything to. <laughs> <laughs> to to Nai to Billy as she just says, I know, I know, I know yeah. for several blocks other than I walk to the hotel. His his uh secret Japanese pills that he's given her, they're they're, they're super rare and under the uh, I got them on the internet. They must be good. Like and then at the end Hey, they might have worked. Who knows? We, we don't really know exactly. That's possible. And then at the at the we wedding don't. when he almost breaks He's the one who almost breaks it uh, at the yeah. wedding. He's the he comes closest at the wedding yeah. when he's giving his speech, and that's also part of a great series of shots where we shoot all the different characters. One of which is Mr. Lee, who has all the great moments where everyone else looks like longing or concerned <laughs> or like he's emotional, and he's just eating noodles. He doesn't even look up from his bowl of noodles. <laughs> he's just slipping his noodles up. Mr. Lee, yep. of course, not just that, but like at one point, a dinner scene is beginning, and it begins with Mr. Lee standing up and walking out of the room, and they're just like. <laughs> is he okay? And I like, oh, he just does that. When he's done eating, he leaves. Like, he's, he's so yeah. Mr. Lee, great. Um, yeah, the aunt we talked a little bit about. The cousin and his and his fiance. The, the, the aunt needs a little more attention because I really feel like she is a very important character in this. She Are you talking about the aunt or Lil Nai Nai? Lil Nai Nai. I was going like to talk it's about a rap, yeah. It's a rap name. Lil Nai Nai, that's what we were saying the whole time. Well, it's like, if, if Nai Nai, if, if they're like Cypress Hill... And Nina is insane in the membrane. Little Nina is in the background going insane in the brain. So, <laughs> thank God, what? So little little Nina insane in the brain. Although I get is uh, I lo- she has her nice little backstory pieces with the, ho- the estranged husband and basically sacrificing her later years of, never, with him. Oh, God, I feel bad for her. She never got to live her life. No, because the the, the family, but the family. It's about the it's about that birthday. As as an older woman, her her dreams were shot down. Her final years. I mean, she (laughs) she could still be kicking. We know we know that not everyone uh, dies at the end of this. Um, And then the yeah, the poor cousin (laughs) and the and the and the girlfriend slash fiance slash wife. Not knowing anything that's happening. (laughs) These are great characters. I I, I'm on board with you guys. Everyone's fleshed out. And it's hard to do in a short run time, uh, and you have a dozen characters with yeah. all kinds of different stuff going on. So I understand everyone. It's a five. It's very good. Characters are the strength. 
Oh, Fiesta. Yeah, Fiesta. Uh, uh, and I, I, the, I think the, the cousin and the, the girlfriend are in a scene that leads into visual and sound. They're in some weird visual and sound pieces in this movie. Uh, I'll go to you, Nicole. What do you think of the visual and sound? <laughs> I mean, I just feel bad for that kid because he like doesn't really know any of these people, I feel like. And now this whole thing is revolving around him. And he's probably like, yeah, he's upset that his grandmom's dying, but like he doesn't live there anymore. He's he's living his life in Japan, uh, growing up as, uh, into an adult. So I feel like he's just really confused <laughs> on why it has to be him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't think there are any other choices. No, there's him. really not. No, just he was he's in the right right place at the wrong time, I guess. Um, yeah, I really do like the the visual and sound of this. It's very simple, very simple. Um, it's literally just street life looking backgrounds. And the wedding is not as over the top as I thought it was going to be. It sounded like Grandma was really going hard with the planning, but it was <laughs> no. pretty low key. It's just it in was like a, low key. a Hilton, like it's just in like a like a ball, like a standard. Well, that it's interesting that they it. I think it's interesting that they built it up to something that we thought was going to be so extravagant. But this is just a normal family. Of course, it, it's going to be just a normal wedding. But it was just how excited she was about it and how. They built this up as being this grand thing because it was trying to distract us as well from what's really happening. And you get to it, and it's like, uh, okay, it's just a wedding. <laughs> um, but I don't the know gigantic who all those people are. But <laughs> I know there were so many people there. The gigantic right. crab was pretty comical that came out. Oh uh, yeah. Um, she the was so worried about it being crab instead of lobster, and then this yeah, gigantic yeah. crab on a platter. <laughs> well. Was it one of the kids who's like trying to bite into the front of it or something? <laughs> I loved that. I loved it. It just was like in in a in a very plain Jane wedding, this gigantic crab comes out, and I'm like, well, this is so awesome. Um, <laughs> Not lobster though, crab. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, it's just it just seems so natural and everything just looks like how it should be i don't feel overwhelmed by anything in the best sense possible this is just supposed to be like a true life let's deal with this situation that's going on we don't need crazy scenes um i really do like the scene where um billy's playing the piano because it's just like the song doesn't make sense it doesn't sound like anything i've heard before but it's just release from her and like i said earlier when everyone turns around to look at her it's like really shows like okay she's in the spotlight she's got the uh she could make all this change if she just says something to grandma so i i just like how it becomes a point of view for her um at that point to me in the movie i'm sure there's other things i can't think of right now but those particular things stand out to me there's not much that is taking away or adding to this for me i just like the simplicity of it so i'm gonna give it uh i'm gonna give it a 3.5 with mom okay yeah i think for a simple story i think that the everything that is is shown on the screen um has to be tight and 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 i think that she does that with this movie um you have a lot of the same background music going on throughout the movie sort of as a thread that kind of keeps it going uh, but the, I think some of the visuals are just like, so they're, they're really, I don't know, easy to look at and you're not really thinking much of it, but they're powerful. The fact that when she goes, when, uh, Aquafina's character goes to the hotel and the, the elevator's broken <laughs> and we spend, uh, a, we spend a full like three minutes <laughs> yeah, of her walking up the stairs with this guy who is just, we find out, you know, as, as they get to the, the hotel room, you know, he's a minor character, Factuated. but he's, he also is, yeah, he's also another one of these really kind of cool side characters where he's just like, he can't, he's very excited about this person from away. Ooh, where America. You're from, you're from America. Oh my God. So what's, cool there. America. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool there. So what is better, China or America? It's <laughs> like saying, different. you know, let's just talk about religion and, you know, all that stuff right now. Because that's, you know, that's what that whole question is, is like, and then how, what is she going to do with it? And she's like, yeah, it's she's different. She's like, do you have any drinking water? Well, which water? one's better? Well, it's different. <laughs> 
yeah do you have any do you have any drinking water so um so i mean that that's a little scene that could have been a throwaway scene but i thought it was really great and it sort of gives you just a little uh insight into you know if that were to happen in america people with americans people would just be you know all of all of their jersey would come out they would be so mad and just Whoa. you know we're not what sorry nicole um <laughs> Are we beefing? Um but seriously, you know, hold on, no hold on. One's gonna today just when we were this. today when we were coming up, we we were at the store, we were coming back and the elevator was taking too long and Nicole got so mad she just stomped away and went up the stairs cuz she cuz the elevator was taking too long. She kept pushing the button and it was it's not coming down from the, the top floor. I, I feel like she was influenced by this movie. Sorry for you to tell that story right now. <laughs> <laughs> it tied well, in perfectly with story. the movie. So there's an elevator story that we have at Philadelphia when Brennan was going to school and there was a hotel and it had, I don't know, 16 floors and we were on the 14th floor and the elevator that broke. That was horrible. Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. We walked up 14 See, floors. Brennan... <laughs> I hope you stayed in there for the whole trip. I just can't imagine that you and you and your brother, when you guys walked up those floors, because we did wait for the elevator to be repaired, but... um. We're we having the, the same conversation that those two individuals were. Yeah. yeah. Like, it wasn't just like, hey, how's it going? What are you doing? Where are you from? Are you going? What are you doing It was doing mostly here? wheezing. You to... No, you guys, <laughs> <laughs> you guys the whole time were probably like, oh my God, I don't know. I'm so mad that we're staying on the 14th floor. Why can't we stay on the second floor? I don't understand. The, right? I, I've said that forever, that though. I've always said, why do we have to do the top floor? There's nothing wrong with the third floor. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, just little things like that. It, um, and I think there's there's a little bit that I didn't, that might have been a little indulgent that I guess I didn't really appreciate as much, which, like, when they were talking about they're going by that big, like, rainbow bridge thing in the town and talking about that's where Nina used to live and that's why she kind of has, uh, Aquafina has a, sort of a memory of it um, and has sort of melancholy you know, thoughts about it, thinking about that it's, that it's gone. And then the grandma says something like that. Yeah, it's all, it's gone. There's nothing left. You know, it's not the same. Uh, it's all, you know, it all harkens back to, you know, what the themes are in the movie about, you know, going home and what is, what is truth? What is culture? What is all of that stuff? And I like it a lot. There's a couple of scenes where it's city scenes and it reminds me a lot of the very quiet, uh, city scenes in Tokyo and Lost in Translation. Mm -hmm. There's just sort of that same sort of hazy, you know, uh, quiet going on about it. Um, and I do like the contrast that that has with the scenes when she's, uh, when they're in New York and specifically when she's, you know, at her house and at her parents' house and, and walking down the street and it's how different it is, um, where they are, where they are in China. So, um, uh, having said all that, I don't know. I mean, there there are very few things that I that I could find to pick on here. So I'm I'm gonna give it a four or five. Uh, let's see what visual scenes haven't we talked about? There's one that Nicole didn't like that I really liked, and I think it's because it might have been messing with her. Usually, Nicole likes to look in the background, see all the details in the behind the scenes. And it's Nai and Billy are talking in a series of rooms, and they're having a couple of conversations. And it's when the cousin and, and his and his fiance are having all their wedding pictures in like all these weird, elaborate settings. They're in like an old <laughs> mansion, and they're in like all these like flower love hearts behind them, and they look as uncomfortable as they do in every scene. But the the main focus is on Billy and Nai Nai talking, and I was like, I really like the scene, and I think I think Nicole that was. Too overstimulating for you? Uh, too too much happening at once that it was uh, <laughs> I hate, hard to... I hate that part. I know you do. Because, I, I, like, this movie, it's pretty low-key. Most of the time, there's it's very it's very simple. You 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 know what you're looking at in each scene. Uh, but I like that one. Is, I like the, the, the layered happenings going on there. Uh, some good cut transition scenes, like when they're rushing to the hospital because Nina is there and... Uh, the umbrellas are blowing in the wind, and mm. they're running back and forth, not sure where scene, to go. That's really oh, good. Oh yeah, this yeah, all the stuff really in the good. cemetery is really visually pleasing. When the 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 intense crying people <laughs> at the one funeral, unrelated to theirs, and then they go and do their like hour and a half prayer or whatever it is over the over the the headstone of the, I think it's the grandfather. 
Um, and then sound wise, yeah. yeah, there's a light motif that goes through the whole movie that starts in the beginning. It's cut through and out. Uh, and the end, which we'll get to in just a minute, is full of great silence and music juxtaposition where it's like it's playing the the the, yeah. the theme song of the movie and then it's cut to a silent moment and then it's just dialogue and then silence and then you get the the car ride away which has i don't remember what song's playing but all of the all of like the the sound choices especially at the end hit the emotional punches because the ending is emotional so uh i think it executes really well um nothing super stand out but uh everything's just execute oh the, the i one last thing the wedding i love when they're playing that game uh, and it cuts to each person's talking head kind of where they're doing the, they're oh, doing, like, yeah. the duck flapping yeah, wings yeah. and the guy slow the, the the groom is slowly getting way <laughs> too drunk um, and then they also always cut to awkward karaoke, <laughs> and then they cut to another table of a. Of, sometimes it's a it's a nonsense conversation, and sometimes it's about how you haven't seen your hu- your husband in years because you're living with your sister. So a lot of a lot of just great transition stuff going on there. Um, executes well. I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, the ending though, uh, it's uh, after the wedding. It is it is time to go. Uh, bat everyone back to their respective places, and Billy and Nina have one last little little talk uh, before they have like a last hug. And Nina is like, uh, "Don't cry, not allowed to cry." And like, "Oh, but uh, d- you got you got to go now, otherwise I'm going to cry." And the parents and uh, Billy get in the back of the the taxi to take them to the airport. And the final shots are really good, really well done. Where we see like in the the back of the taxi the pull away as nine eye waves and we don't know, you know, the fate of nine. We think this is the last time they're going to see each other. And, uh, it's, you know, they, they go back and then, you know, we go back to New York for a brief, uh, a brief Billy walking down streets of Manhattan. And she does the, ha, ha, the, uh, the, the thing, whatever that <laughs> thing that nine, I does, it's like a Tai Chi yoga something i don't know it clear it clears out all the bad stuff she does that Getting and we cut to uh before the credits happens a real life video of the real nai nai uh the director uh lulu wang's real grandmother and we see underneath six years after she was diagnosed with uh with lung cancer she's she's still with us so did the pills work did the lying work is Nine Eye just indestructible? <laughs> we see we see the video of her doing the real life ha 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 in her living room, and that's uh, that's our final visual of the movie before credits. So I have to ask Mama K real quick. Did you think that little Nine Eye which would have been better cast because they looked exactly alike? Little Nine Eye, little Nine Eye, and the, real Nine the great aunt looked exactly like the real yeah. lady. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so too. But I, I you know, I'm, I understand that this other, uh, the actor that played, or actress that played Nine Eye is a pretty well known. I think actress, I, so. my theory is that Lil Nine Eye yeah. auditioned for the role and looked so much like her, they gave her the sister role because she was also good. <laughs> but they wanted like the star power, I guess, of the right. main, of the main Nine Eye. That's my theory. But uh, uh, resonance and feel. Well, okay, what do you got for that? Well, all of a sudden, now I'm thinking of Nina as like a Terminator kind of thing where she can never die. Like, she's just going to be going on forever. She's walking down the street um, to terminate, doing the little ha, ha. <laughs> it's like sonic exactly. booms coming out of her palms. <laughs> Eyes are glowing red. Go, Nina. Yeah. Um. Circulate the blood. <laughs> this took a turn that nobody thought would happen. Um the resonance and feel of this movie, this movie is super charming. I remember when I was watching it on the plane, I, all I could, and I know I said it outside, like really, really quietly with my lips going, Oh my God, please don't die. Please don't die. Um, so the ending was really, it was good for me, but also there's that letdown of like, Oh, did it have to go that way? You know, I mean, yeah, it kind of did, but did it? Um, so I really, I really like the way this is made. I like the story behind it. I think the filmmaker has, uh, if if she has more stories to tell, uh, Lil Nine Eye, um, I think she needs to tell them because I would watch the, the crap out too, of it. Judgment I, Day. Co-starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. 
I don't think we should name it that. Yeah, but I think it would be like, you know, Little Nine Nine Story or something cool like that. Also, why The Chinese title is I mean, Ta. I hope I'm saying that right, but it translates to Don't Tell Her. Yeah, Don't Tell Her. Um, and and they didn't. Um, Resonance and Feel is off the charts for me. It's a five for me, but I want to talk about something real quick um, in this part is that do you really buy that Nine Eye did not know the truth? I don't Oh, she played the game. She gamed her own husband with the same thing. This is a cultural, you know, we're led to believe that this is a, you know, a cultural thing, not unknown to be done. You know, there were times in the movie when her face told me that she was, she knew what was going on and she was so appreciative of how they were approaching it. I'd like to think she doesn't know, and she plays it like she doesn't know, but they're also all very good liars, so I have no idea. I, I'd i like to think she doesn't know, but how could you not? <laughs> how are they all very good liars? I mean, there were. I don't think that that's true at all. Like, she's always like, what's wrong with you? You look sick. Why does everyone look sick? You also look sick. You don't look well. That's because everyone is sad because they think you're dying. And then, you know, Mr. Cryathon at the wedding, you know, none of these people are sort of acting. We don't know them in any other way, but they're really not I acting suppose. normal for, for how Nine knows them. Yeah. What did you give it the number? I, hmm. I might have missed it. I didn't give a number, but I was just wanting to talk about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, resonance and t- feel for this movie for me is uh, that's a solid four and a half. I don't know what I think. I don't know if Nine Nine knows. Does Nine Nine know? I don't know. <laughs> but Nine Nine know. Nine Nine no no. But but what I do Nine Nine know <laughs> is I really resonated with this movie quite a bit because i just had that same connection that billy had with her grandmom as i did with mine and i really like that uh i really like seeing that being portrayed in uh something like this where it's a different culture they have different ideals about family life than we do um you know in america but to see that something a, a bond like that you know, even with the things that are going on in in the sense of the lying and her own mother not showing emotions, she doesn't let that get in the way of having a wonderful relationship with her grandmom still. And I really appreciate that story. And I'm glad that she took the time to write this story and include all of her family to show that it's a burden to a lot of people, but the respect overshadowed that feeling. It was just very interesting mm. to see this. And I'm really glad that, that this director decided to do it. So um, I don't have much else to say. I'm going to give it a five because I not a second time movie watcher most times, but I would watch this for the third time because I just really enjoy it. And I think that the acting from everyone is just spot on that. It makes it so enjoyable to watch. I think the first time we saw it, actually, I know we both cried the first time watching the ending. Yeah, I remember because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, you don't cry nearly as much as I do. I probably three or four times as often. So I cried obviously, and you cried somewhat unexpectedly. Although knowing you know your own relationship with your with your own grandmother, it kind of makes sense. And I remember as the when the credit part came up and it showed the real nine eye and said she's still alive. I heard you like choke laugh cry and go what the fuck <laughs> like <laughs> it was one of those ones where you were like really crying and then like all of a sudden you're like what what she's alive <laughs> like uh this no she was like this whole movie's been alive what? everyone's lying <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, no, I, I this second time I was able to fight back the tears, but I fought them. I, I had know, I like, had some welling. I had some. Yeah, there was some welling guys. up. Once yeah. you know she's gonna be okay, yeah. it it doesn't. I, I wouldn't say it lessens the impact. It just makes you feel safer. The part that uh, I cried but, about is seeing Billy's mom cry and finally show emotion to her daughter. That's when I was. I'm like, God damn it! Like this poor woman. I cried the whole. I cried the whole as soon as like they started hugging, like hugging and getting in the car. To when we find out Nine Nine is the real Nine Nine was lived for year, many years after. I don't know if she's still alive, but uh, yeah, resonance feels strong. Uh, I'm gonna go with a four or five. It doesn't quite hit the, the Cinco mark, um, but you know, tears tears always earn 
points, and uh, it's just a really well-made movie, well-acted, uh, economical for scale. It was made for $3 million, and uh, yeah, they, they used it super wisely. Yeah. Uh, solid, solid movie. I think we're at the end. I think we're in agreement. Molly Kay, would you recommend The Farewell? Recommend. Watch it. Nicole? Yes, I do. Three solid recommends for The Farewell. It is on oh. Prime. Uh, go check it out or even rewatch it if you have any interest. It's got rewatchability. Uh, it's one of those ones I, I didn't mention. It. It's like it's not like laugh out loud funny a ton, but it's a constant like, <laughs> like one of those kind of ones. And I, I, I yes. like that kind of humor yes. a lot. Oh, it's a little it's a little more just like a pedestrian, um, but but well executed in every way. Uh, the Farewell. Good movie. Coming up, theaters actually are opening. Some of them, not all of them, but uh, a couple of the ones near us. I will be re-upping my membership probably by the time you hear our next show. Uh, I know they're opening up near Mama K, and we've always said at the show, if they're opening near Mama K, they're probably opening near you, just based on <laughs> geography. So uh, hopefully, right, hope, I, there's not a whole lot of big new stuff that's coming. I think our first... You know, fingers crossed. Our first new theater stuff will be Bill and Ted's third movie, uh, Face the Music, and hopefully Tenant, which was supposed to come out months ago, and I think it's supposed to come out that first uh, Memorial Memorial Day weekend. That's right, that's September. I always get the Monday holidays confused. Labor Day. The Monday Labor Day. Labor okay. Day. Well, you know, I sorry, yeah. sorry, laborers <laughs> and veterans and memorials. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do some theater what? reviews hopefully coming up, but we're also going to keep doing <laughs> streaming reviews. And if you want to recommend anything to us, we're still taking requests. Films with the women of my life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore Podhost. You can email the show filmswiththewomen at gmail and we are on Twitter as well at filmswomenpod. New Instagram tournament is starting up on Monday. After you're hearing this, it is a Pixar tournament. We've already done a couple Pixar reviews, so we are going to do the best Pixar movie as voted on by you all. Uh, so that is on my Instagram starting on Monday at Brennan underscore Podhost, taking the top sixteen Pixar movies based on all the different rating sites. So I think that's all the housekeeping yeah. for now. Um, okay, Nicole, thank you for being on for the farewell. Thank you. Uh, are we getting? Are we getting a host pick? Host pick is coming up uh, at the beginning of August or uh, beginning of uh, September. We already did the August host pick, so. Uh, Nicole, I, Nicole oh. is up next. I think she actually has her her next right. pick, but that's we're gonna we're gonna hold on locked to that. We're gonna loaded. She's locked and loaded. We're gonna hold that announcement right. off for a couple more episodes till we're a little closer to the date. Uh, but yeah, Nicole. I was just I was just baiting the listeners. Come on, Nicole's yeah. host picked coming up in September. Uh, until next time, thank you all for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.